This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Britain. Wilfred Zahar looking like Palace's most likely creator of something this evening. See the stars of tomorrow, today. Welcome back to our coverage of Liverpool versus Crystal Palace from Selhurst Park in the Under-21 Development League. Plays it up the line to Alessandri. Alessandri now, half-back. Now again, all sorts of trouble with his control, isn't he, Alessandri? Live commentary from all home development games, only on Homestyle Radio. Live commentary. Good game, switch on about now. Oh, he's played a loose pass, and Sakaja will get there. Oh, Blackman's come right out of the area and flattered Sakaja. And it's gone free, and the keeper's way out of the area, and it's a goal for Paris! Live interviews. To an Arden football watcher, it was clear in my mind that we had like a bunch of new guys, and we'd lost a, a, a you know big name, big players for us: Scannell, Klein, Ambrose. It, we, we were never going to just come out the block swinging, were we? You know what I mean? Expert analysis. A surprise draw at the end there, Mark. A surprise to no one more than me. We didn't realise we'd scored a second goal. Well, most of the time, anyway. Homesdale Radio. Whether you're listening live or to the podcast, call us now to air your opinion. 0203 4755 999. That's 0203 4755 999. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Homesdale Radio. My name's Chris Hambling, and I'm here to take you through our review of all things Palace over the last seven days. With me today for the show are two of Whole Radio's elder statesmen. That's Nick Gillard and Joe Holyoke. Evening, gents. Evening. Uh, uh. Mm, quite. Um, if you like two old men talking about stuff you thought you'd forgotten but hadn't quite forgotten, then you're in for a real tweet, treat, uh, treat, uh, treat tonight. That would have gone so well, that little bit of abuse, if I hadn't mis- said the word tweet. Treat. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. even have colours properly. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Once again, safely ensconced in our communication hub for the evening is Alex White. Evening, Alex. Good evening. Uh, Alex has been secretly moonlighting on Palace Radio and thinks we don't know about it. Should we sack him? You decide. Tweet at HOL Radio. 
Uh, there's no emails today because the producer is a moron, so use the threads on hold or the BBS uh, if you can't tweet us. And you can t- contact us today about anything you like, not just Alex is pending P45. Uh, you can even give us a call. It's 0203475999. Press 1 to be put through to the, to us in our virtual studio. Uh, if I spot the call, I might not because Mikey is AWOL and I have to sort of produce the show and present it, which is causing me Mikey's some problems already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, also check out the New Look chat room. It's uh, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, Nick and Jell are in there entertaining people already. So if you want to... Uh, ask us some questions live you can do so in there um so basically tonight we're gonna have the latest news from palace in our news in brief feature assuming it plays correctly um we'll look back at tuesday's emphatic demolition of ipswich town in ian holloway's first match in charge uh, we'll look back at yesterday's late turnaround at london road where we uh, beat peterborough and sent us back to the top of the league in one of the most memorable away days of recent times uh, we'll look ahead to Saturday's game against Derby County and discuss our chances of extending this amazing run to 14 games unbeaten. And finally, we'll round up as much of your communication that you can actually get through to us as we possibly can. Uh, but without further delay, here is, hopefully, <laughs> News in Brief. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. Crystal Palace striker Ibra Sakaja has gone out on loan to MK Dons. Sakaja made three appearances for the Eagles, including scoring a bottle goal against Hull City back in April 2011, which secures the club's status in the Championship. New Palace boss Ian Holloway has likened a young midfielder Johnny Williams to a David Silver type of player in the way that he moves around the pitch. The 19-year-old picked up a fresh injury for the under-21 development team on Monday night against Middlesbrough in front of the Washington manager, and Holloway revealed he's set to keep the Welsh from a few weeks off from playing. I'm going to get him mutley out of this environment for maybe two, three or four weeks. Curtis Fleming, someone said boy Barley, uh, <clears throat> Curtis Fleming has thanked the Crystal Palace supporters for and players for making him feel welcome during his time at the club. First thing coach departed sell- mm. First thing coach departed Sellers Park on Wednesday morning to link up with former Palace managerial duo Dougie Friedman and Lenny Lawrence Cole Wanderers. Curtis Fleming said, I would just like to thank the fans and more than anything anything to players from the first time I walked into Palace I felt very comfortable. To be sure. So I did. Um, that was Paddy McCarthy. Yeah, let's just uh, let me I'll probably stop this. Right, welcome back. Hopefully you can hear us. Um, things aren't going massively well, but I'm not really sure exactly why. So hopefully you can hear us. Do let us know if you're having any problems listening in. <sighs> Gents, you still there I'm for me? I'm problems listening in. I can't yeah, I'm here. I don't know what it is, mate. Um, but we're going to carry on regardless. Um, well, the f- I'm supposed to tell you at this point in time about our Brighton ticket giveaway. Well, what we're going to do, uh, there's a blog post. It's already gone up on wholeradio.net forward slash blog. Uh, it does explains how to enter uh, the rules and how the winner is selected. Uh, basically, it's the same format as previous competitions. You need to email names and numbers to competition at wholeradio.net. On the twi- and on the 25th of November, we will select a phrase that pays and you- we ring in an entrance towards the end of the show. Um, what you can't do is enter it right now because uh, the producer has left us in a situation where we cannot access any of our emails because the inbox is full. <sighs> so as you can imagine, that's a bit annoying. But we'll go through it again uh, in coming weeks. 
Um, so you can, yeah, but do have a look at the, the rules for the competition, wholeradio.net forward slash blog, and that's to win two tickets for the home game against Brighton, which is coming up on the 1st of December, which should be good. Um, well, listen, first things first, we're going to we're gonna talk about the game back on Tuesday night versus Ipswich, and, um, well, you know, hopefully the, uh, the sort of, the, the memory's still there for all of you, like it is me, but, um, I'm not actually sure which of you guys were there. Alex, you would have been there, but uh, but Gel, Nick, you were both there. When I saw you, Nick, I was so there. Yeah, 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 you were definitely there. Gel, did you make it? I was there. Yeah, fantastic stuff. We were all there, so we can all talk about that wonderful five nil win. Blocked well, five nil. Minute... <laughs> Thanks. Oh, were you? Yes. Hambo, give us a wave. Have you heard Hambo. all that? No, I was. Yeah. I was. I was with it. I was. Are you one of the louder voices? Yeah. Oh, no, that was. Yeah, that was quite good. Uh, but anyway, the, the Palace team for that day was uh, Speroni in goal, Ward at right back, Delaney Ramage centre back. It's, probably, it's the same team, it's pretty much been constantly going really. But uh, Parr at left back, Balassi starting on the uh, left with Zahar on the right, the two of them swapping. Uh, KG and Jednak anchoring the, anch- uh, anchoring the midfield with Garvin just ahead. And Murray up front, well on his own, but uh, well supported by the midfield. Um Obviously, we saw during the course of that game, we saw Moritz get his first goal for Palace. Um, and some uh, Jermaine Easter came on and gave Murray a rest after Murray got his hat-trick. And a late appearance for Dean Moxie to uh, to protect Zaha after he got booked for an exuberant handball when the ball was going well out of play, which was, a, was pretty harsh. So, I mean, yeah, Palace pretty much dominated that game more than, more than I've seen in a while. Um, obviously, dominated the Blackburn game as well. But I think the possession... Uh, in that game, was rated at sixty nine percent to Palace, which is mental. Not seen the likes of that for some time. But a dream start for Ian Holloway, and that's that's where we're going to start things. Couldn't have gone any better, could it, Joe? No, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's had to do. You know, he's not had to change anything really, is he? I mean, the, the team are playing on the up at the moment. Everyone's buzzing. Um, must be very, very easy for him um, just to come in and. I would imagine he's had the run down from, from Curtis. Unfortunately, he's now gone. But, um, you know, if he'd have gone on YouTube and seen a bit of, of what Wolf does, he'd know all about him. And I don't know, he's not really out to do a lot. I mean, obviously, he had to earn his money yesterday. But uh, we'll talk about the Ipswich game. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But, um, well, Nick, I mean, obviously, 5 5 0. Oh. Um, did you see it coming? I mean, we. Uh, a lot of people have said we were due to thump someone. And, and to be fair to Ipswich, they were better than Blackburn. And I didn't think we played as well as we did against Blackburn. It was just one of those games where it all went right for us. And uh, 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 there was an Ipswich fan sat in a family enclosure behind me because um, his son was a mascot and he's married to mm. a Palace lass. And um, he he wouldn't admit that Palace were good. He just said the Ipswich were, were rubbish. And, and Blackburn fans wouldn't admit Palace were good. They just said, that they were rubbish, but I think they're wrong. I think Palace could beat anybody. Yeah, I mean, those. I mean, those are opinions. I, I would have to say I haven't really sort of come across. This. Well, there's always one or two on a, on a message board, I suppose, when you read the opposition fans' message board, which is a great hobby if you ever want to cheer yourself up. Even if you more. haven't got a girlfriend. Yeah, there's yeah, know, there is that. <laughs> but um, thanks for that, Nick. Thanks for that. Really, yeah, spoiled the mood there. Yeah, about to get excited about the the football there. And, made me feel worthless again people love you chris you're a legend so that's true you know. that is true yeah all right okay i'm happy again now yeah so what i'm getting at obviously if you, if you look at opposition fans um uh, message boards after a game it's just on the increase where the teams are actually saying you know, fair play we've played the best team that we've played this season or the best team in the league and 
you know, we're top of the league, aren't we? So we are the best team in the league by definition right now. Um, but again, I, I think you're, you're right. You're absolutely right to point out that the Ips, Ipswich performance, as, you know, it wasn't really a 5-0 hammering. You know, obviously, I've talked about the fact that possession is what it was. And, but we were, just, we were clinical and, and after, you know, the first half was quite even, really. But just took our chances. We're just, we, we're, we're clinical now. Um, I don't know why I can hear myself back. I'm not sure who's responsible for that. Um, but I mean, yeah, so uh, atmosphere-wise, I think it's worth talking about that. Joe, you, you were in Block W. Uh, has the Arthur been that loud um, in recent times for you? No, not at all, mate. Um, I mean, the, the boys that have, Aston and co, have done a fantastic job in trying to, well, not trying, but persuading people to go over there. Um, but I mean, the, the, you know, the, the atmosphere, again, in the Olmsdale was that was that good, where the HF were just singing sort of non-stop we couldn't really get a lot of banter going between the two but I know that uh, I know they heard us um, but yeah no it's, it is really good and getting on to the 5-0 the, the, the I mean it was emphatic it should have been 6 but um, it, what we're doing now we're taking our chances you know it's that's, that's the difference I think we're actually taking our chances and it's whereas last year you know we might have won 1-0 2-1 if we were lucky Um we didn't make that many chances. Now what we're doing, we're making so many chances. You know, um, there's a difference putting, there. Joe. We're putting them away. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. We are making we're making chances, and you know, and, and Murray's thriving on crosses. And now we've got we've got two proper wingers. We didn't have two wingers last year. You know, everything was down to Wilf and Wilf only. Now it's not. And just getting onto Wilf and and Balassi at the moment. Uh, this is how I see Balassi compared to Wilf. Last year. Everything Wilf was trying to do so much that he's he's the only fault he had was he was trying to do too much and his end product wasn't fantastic. This year it's loads loads better. Balassi, I feel he's at the stage Wilf was last year, where he's skinning players and he just he, when he's instead of trying to shoot shoot shoot, I think he's he's now realised you know I got across and he put some fantastic crosses in against Ipswich. But if he, that's all we want him to do, just keep, you know, cross, 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 because our forwards will score goals, um, the, as the, we're proving. The good thing about the, the whole Will thing, though, is everything is, everybody's looking at Will, and, and Belassi's actually getting an easier ride for it. And we, we said last year, you know, if the other team's got three players on Will, why aren't we making the most of it? And, and this year we are, because they're having to put three on Will and two on Belassi, which is really freeing up, which is probably why Garvin's having a much better time of it as well. Because don't matter how many players you put on Wilf, mate. I don't, I don't care. He's, you know. he's just... He's, uh, I don't know about <coughs> the best player I've seen. At, I don't know about the best player I've seen at Palace. He's the best player I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, uh, he's, he's up there with Messi, mate. Seriously, he's just he just takes the mic. We, we, we were talking about uh, this sort of weekend, really. Like, you, you can't... You hate saying it. You hate com- making those comparisons to world-class class players because, I mean, obviously he's just turned 20, but I'm about to say he's still a teenager, but he's literally just turned 20 on Saturday it was. So, like, I mean, you, you don't want to mention him in those terms because people think you'd be, you feel ridiculous doing it. But every week, I think Ian Holloway summed it up brilliantly. He, he said that the guy, he's a genius with the ball at his feet. And I think, I mean, that's high praise from a manager who knows his stuff and... I, 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 you know, I've said before. I feel almost guilty that we've got him because it's, it's, it's just not fair to see some of these defenders have to face that. Yeah, but and, the thing and is, let's, let's not, and as you're saying, let's not underestimate Balassi either. 
Um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. But but the, the two of them are creating such a serious problem, and um, I, I just think I, I can't see how Worlds of Heart as Heart is on this form. I can't see how anyone's going to stop us. I really can't. Uh, Nick, you wanted to say something? Um, yeah, it's just Cyril in the chat room said he saw a derby forum saying Wilf wasn't all that. So looking forward to seeing their reaction next Saturday. <laughs> and Lewis <laughs> added that everybody underestimates us till we play them. Yeah. But um, back back to Wilf. I mean. On my, my very first appearance on the show, once I'd entered the competition 57 times, you asked me who my favourite Palace player ever was, and I said, Vinci Hilaire, it's changed, it's now Wilf. And mm. I, I tell my son every week, make the most of it, you will not see a player this good at Sellhurst in the next 20 years. It's that, that good. And I, I think yeah, but, we'll but what, get what an offer. Is, but what the boys are saying now, Nick, if we keep going the way we are, we will see him at Sellhurst. Because he ain't going anywhere. The thing, forty the thing million, is, mate. If we get no, off of forty million, he'll go. Yeah, I mean, we sort of. He's got agents. Stop. Somebody was on uh, BBC London yesterday talking about it. He's got Wilf has got people talking to him now. Of okay, he he's is. got agents tapping him up and people saying, "Oh, you could be earning this much. You could be earning that much." There was an article in on the London Twenty Four website which got Roy Hodgson talking about him now. The moment he puts on that England shirt, is you know, he, he's going up in value five million a week the way he's playing. <laughs> he is, seriously, he is. And no, the I, listen, I, I know. Yeah, but the thing is, he, he's not going to. His value won't won't realise until, until. Do you know when it? If we get another cut run and we play an half decent side, and he he does what we what we see week in week out. If he does that on the telly, people are going to go. Do you know what? Crikey! Now, and what they what they do as well. You go on a lot of these boards and they say, oh yeah, he throws himself to the ground. He does this. He does that. What he does is he reaches for balls he has no right to reach for. Like like the, the penalty the other night against Ipswich. Like it it it, it was a pain. It was a pain, but he reached for it. He had no right to go for that. He just literally, he leapt at it. Well, let's let's have a chat about that because I, I wanted to talk about the, the. I mean, obviously, talking about the penalties, three pens in one game is incredibly rare. Um, I can't remember ever seeing it live myself, and I there felt was that Brighton game years ago where there was was it five gel? There was five penalties in a game. Yeah, I, I can remember reading about that. And most of them seem to get missed from from memory, but yeah. but I mean, anyway, yeah, we had. I didn't feel the Zaha one was. No, I mean, I had, a, I had a weird vantage point. I wouldn't. I was in. I was in the main stand because of the fit of fans thing. You know, if you they possibly would have seen me wandering around looking embarrassed. But like, uh, I thought I, that was I, a I normal had, look. Yeah, it's one of them. One of my two looks. But I was embarrassed and confused. Um, but I mean, yeah. So like, I can see what happened. I can see why it was given. And basic. The basic rule is if uh, it was James Chambers, who was weirdly he was very highly rated as a centre back. Um, Forrest refused to sign a new contract, ended up at Ipswich, um, and he, he looked horrendous in that game. But that, that aside, he, sh- he shouldn't be making that challenge. So I can, I can, I've got no real sympathy for the fact the penalty was given. But for me, Wilford long lost control of the ball. He'd overrun it. He'd knocked it far too much ahead of him. Um, wasn't going to get there, and then he, he was already on the way down. And I'm not saying he was diving. He gets accused of that a lot. I don't think he dives, but he was doing that thing. You know when you overrun a ball and you just kind of fall to your feet? And anyone who's played football knows what I mean. It's, you kind of, you just, that's, it's one of those reactions. He wasn't, he didn't look at the referee. He didn't put his hands up and claim a penalty. He just got up, saw it was given, and that was it. Sorry, Luke Chambers. Thanks, Alex. Um, <coughs> James Chambers used to play for Watford, I think. I don't know if they're related, but anyway, that's another thing altogether. But I was just saying, that's my view of, of Will's penalty. I don't know, you saw it differently, Joe, did you? 
Oh, just from where I was. I mean, it looked like he was going down. Then he made that lunge. You know, like he does when, when he taps the ball past players, and then they go to lunge in at him, and he just nicks it, and then sk- and he jumps yeah, over yeah, him. Yeah. That's yeah. that's to me what was that. And then the, uh, was whoever it was coming, whacked him up in the air. I mean, but it don't, it don't matter if you smack a player up in the air in the penalty area, whether he's got the ball or not. It's a penalty. The other thing as well, I thought the referee was a bit piss poor in, uh, to the point where a lino was further away from play. To give the one where he was their their centre back started playing WWF with Murray, how can the referee? He gives the referee thinks oh, I've already given a penalty, Christ, you know, and, and he don't give it. And then the lino standing there with his flag across his chest, going, "Well, as it happens, from where I was standing, with his back to me, it looked like it was a penalty." You know, I, I, mm. I, if we're getting penalties, our players are not. I don't think they're divers. I really don't. And and I know Wilfers, he might be, he, you know, last year was a little bit light on his feet. But the thing is, what you'll find is, is he is our best player. And you'll find that these centre-backs now, they're going to go try and go right away through him. Yeah. Now, all they've got to do is just half-touch him because of his because of his frame and everything else. And he is going to go down. And the other it's thing is, momentum, well, isn't it, Joe? Listen, it doesn't matter, mate. If someone kicks you, knees you, punches you, elbows you, does whatever in the penalty area, you go down and the referee sees it, he has to give a penalty. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, you, you know, we all see it. If week in, week out, about these players that are dragged back by their necks at corners, and the, the referees need to start sorting, sorting the game out. And it just happens to be we're getting penalties, but, but our, our players are getting, you know, their fullbacks yeah. well, are had... getting crashed into. I think we've had 16, and I think it's comfortably the most in the league. But it's like you're suggesting, it's because of the players that we have at our disposal. Um, well, listen. It was just you know, um, AJ a couple of se- a few seasons ago getting mm. all the pens, wasn't it? And yeah, um, yeah. but it's, like you said a couple of shows again, it isn't just Wilfers that's winning them. Um, no, not Royal at all. Palace, Royal Palace uh, in the chat room said the first one at first reaction was it wasn't a penalty, but looking back at the replay, he was tugged a bit, and had he not jumped, he'd have been fouled anyway. So, no. So my only, my only reason for thinking the way I do. Is that is that he did? I don't believe he had control of the ball at the time. But like Joe was saying, maybe maybe, maybe Wilf was capable of getting the ball back. So, but like I say, whatever happened, if, if Chambers hadn't made that challenge, the penalty don't get given, and there's no need for the challenge. I don't see what what it achieved. But I mean, it does bring up a point that we've had the the penalties, and and we've had Glenn Murray a couple of games in a row. Uh, well, take a penalty, and then with the second penalty, he, well, he missed one second penalty, and he looked very very dodgy on the uh, on the other. Um, against Ipswich, he just literally went under the keeper, and then when the third one came along, he missed it. So, what what are your thoughts on that? Can we actually be in a situation where we let Glenn Murray take the first pen and then give someone else a go for the rest? Why not? I mean, I mean, never. Let Julian have one. <laughs> I don't know about that, Nick. But, I mean, we want to score. We want to score him, but if if you if you want my honest opinion, I'd let Garvin take the penalties. But in saying that, the first penalty that Murray. He scored. That was unsavable. Top right hand corner. Um, second one, line up at the keeper thought it was going to be the same and sort of dived up in the air, didn't he? And he put it underneath him. And it, uh, so that mugged him there. But I mean, his, his third one, I mean, he just took a big gamble on it and just thought it was good, good height for him. It was a good save. He saved the penalty. So only thing I was yeah. a bit gutted about with Murray was that I think I've never seen all the years that I've ever been watching football anyone score three penalties in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Never, yeah, yeah. Madness, and madness. I, I think that'd have been a world record. I mean, you know, if the Ipswich, if the Ipswich defenders are walking or walking around and got karate noises in their heads, um, then we take penalties all day long. 
But yeah, um, to get three pens in ten minutes, you know, I think he, he could have created a little bit of football history for himself there. Well, yeah, think about that as well. I mean, obviously, the pen was a, was an ideal chance to score. He put put the ball in the net and was disallowed wrongly, uh, as it seems, for offside. Uh, so arguably, Glenn Murray should have finished that game with at least five goals, and that's just insane. I mean, that's how far we've come in in such a short space of time. And see, but that's what you're saying. You're saying <laughs> it's insane, Chris. But 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 the thing is, we we have been saying um, amongst ourselves on this show that one day we will give someone a kicking, mm. you know, and we did it. Five nil should have been six. I mean, that's that's a kicking in anyone's books. I don't care about their their down the bottom. You know, they got the new manager syndrome. They won their first game, come to us, got spanked played yesterday won again so it's just yeah. it's us you know and, yeah, no, all yeah, these, you're right, you're right. and all these teams going oh yeah well we didn't play very well now about bollocks we play really really well and stopped you playing well and that's why we're beating you that's the reason that's the and reason teams are going away going, oh. no because we've got grapes yeah but well that's because who's we've got that talk sport bloke <coughs> Adrian 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 yeah Getting it at the moment. Yeah, there was um, some pretty choice abuse going in his direction. Yes, <laughs> deservedly though, absolutely deservedly. But the thing is, our centre, our centre in the midfield, KG and and uh, and Jedi now are formidable. They weren't last year, and that's why they were getting coated. But this year, they've they've up their work rate. They're now used to playing with each other. And what we what we eventually, you know, what we're playing with now is what we saw yesterday for our second for the second goal was we had that three prongs. We got KG taking on taking a, a forward ball from Wilf on the right and we've got Balassi on the left and we've got you know what I mean we mm. don't want Jedi doing him runs Jedi can pick the ball up as he showed 30 yards out and spank one in the bottom corner so yeah. we've got goals coming from everywhere now and we didn't have that you know all we had was the odd goal from uh, from Dazzler last year yeah. you know I mean? and, that, and that was it from the centre midfield now we've got players joining in he is absolutely great we must be a nightmare for other teams absolute nightmare with our I'm just just going to have to interrupt there we're there's a suggestion from Alex called it that Neil Ashton is, suggest- is saying that the breaking news will be fairly shortly that Wilf Zaha will be named in the England's full England squad. So we'll, we'll see if that happens, but that would be amazing. That's another and, five million. On his yeah, <laughs> well, no, I don't want to see it like that. I refuse no. to. See It'd be it like two hundred million by the end of this show for you, Nick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nearer. Look, I don't know if anyone. I don't know if any of you guys read it, but on, on the BBS there was a great thread. Uh, it was started in. They've got the um, the forum that uh, Steve Browett um, basically monitors and answers people's questions when you know when he gets time. And someone put on there about Wolf Zaha's valuation, and Steve just said it's pointless having. We're not putting a value valuation on him. He isn't for sale. We don't want to do that. He doesn't want to leave. He's got no no reason to leave. We've got the best chance of promotion we've had in years. So so just forget it. Just forget this valuation rubbish. It doesn't. Doesn't make any difference at all. So, um, gel on that. Didn't, yeah, didn't he? Didn't someone? T- two, who's the two Spurs guys turn up yesterday to have a look at him? Two, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Ferdinand and Sherwood turned up. Yeah, didn't they? Well, yeah, they, yeah. they turn out to watch him, and then Steve Brown said on the BBS, "Well, that was a waste of time, but him, wasn't it?" Mm. I mean, that, that's what it's great to hear. That it is great to hear that. You know, the the interaction. I mean, I must admit, I don't go on the I go on the BBS for two things. Um, I'm not going to say what they are, but one of them is that. Is that you know where where Steve Brower answers all the questions, and it, and it's it's really is it's great to to hear that you know when he's actually coming out and talking not just as a fan but as a director as well you know as an owner, it's really nice to to hear that you know to, for for him to turn around and say well we don't need the money that's one he ain't going anywhere that's mm-hmm. two you know and it's yeah. how, how many times have we had to have we been able to say this in the last. 
20 years. We haven't, have we? No one's turned around and gone, well, we don't need the dough, you know, because they're yeah. running our club in a, in, a, in a fashion where if we might only, well, I'm saying only now, but I'm spending other people's dough, but we're losing between three and four million quid a year, right? In, in Mark Goldberg's time, what he done? He done forty-two million pound in three, mm. four years. You know, um, we used to sort of listen to Simon Jordan. He done in his in his tenure, he done twenty-five million quid. Plus, he had a flirt, you know, with the with the uh, Premiership. So he's talking like another fifty mil on top of that. So there's a lot of people done their bollocks at our club, and now our guys have come in, and they're not. You know, we're getting good players, not at bargain prices, because obviously we've got to pay their wages or they'll go elsewhere. But I think the whole setup, people are impressed with the setup, and it, I, I think it seems to be a good place to be. Mm. And once we've got a new ground, I, I've said it again, I will say it now, we will be the club to play for. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's completely fair, Joe, I really do. Um, yeah, stunned silence. It was. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you summed it up, mate. I mean, look, at the end of... Obviously, just to sort of finish off this, this Ipswich bit, and we'll talk about Peterborough and come to some of your messages as well. Um, hopefully, now Alex is back from the toilet. Yeah, he, he, he told us it'd be two seconds for his toilet break, and he actually was less than that. I'm not sure how close he is to that toilet. It's quite worrying. He's got a bottle. Um, but, yeah, but Nick, you picked up on uh, Ian Holloway's post-match press conference. Um, obviously, he was talking a lot about you, what you've said here, he was, making Palace the heart of the community. Do you want to tell us a bit about was, that? Um, it's, I, I now work in in the uh, environs of sort of Bromley Croydon uh, rather than in Charlton country. And uh, a lot of Palace fans uh, at the school uh, and around the school. And the, and the mood around the school after Tuesday was, was fantastic. It was just amazing how much the, com- the community is affected by the local football club. And also... Um, on suite. Oh, that's good to know, Alex. And um, how he said that he wants to get the players into the local schools. He wants to get the players um, raising money for charity, local charities, and, and really raise the profile of the club in the area. And that, that goes hand in hand with what, what um, CPFC 2010 have been saying all the time with, you know, South London and Proud. And it's, it's good to see that that's beginning to flourish a bit more. I... I I mean, it's it's strange because I mean we've got a whole new manager. Obviously, who's got to buy into this, and and I think he spoke quite a lot about, you know, when he met Steve Parrish and, and later on Steve Barrett. Those were the things that kind of appealed to him the most. That he saw he was talking to enthusiastic people who were genuine fans, and and that makes us not only an, an attractive club to to follow as supporters. It makes us an attractive club as a, for a manager to come to, but for players to come to as well. You, you look how much the team seem to be enjoying themselves at the moment, and it's all part of that. It's all part of that one thing that you know. There's a connection between the team and the fans. You can't really doubt that. You don't. I'm sure. I don't. Well, you guys have been following Palace longer than I have. I can't ever remember feeling. I mean, obviously, you remember the days we used to go and have a pint with the players and stuff like that after games. Well, you, I mean, um, you're, you're saying that you're saying that, Chris, on the BBS again on that on that thread. The, the, uh, one of the things that swung it for Holloway was that Mr. and Mrs. Uh, oh, Holloway were invited <laughs> down to for, for a for a drink and a meal at Steve Browett's house. Oh, they stayed overnight. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, unbelievable. I mean, most most managers they go right. We'll, we'll meet you in the ballroom at, at blah de blah. But then he's gone over to his house in Wandsworth and had a chat. You know, the wives have had a chat and they've sat there, had a glass of wine and a bit of grub. And it doesn't seem. It just seems so down to earth and so and, and normal. That's what seems normal 
to, to most people, and, our, and and they've brought like a normality to our club, where we've had all the madness of almost going out of existence, and, and they and they've I don't know, it's really strange to have this normalness where we can where they're approachable, that you know they within reason they they give us answers. To, to what we want unless, unless people start prying and asking ridiculous questions mm. but you know they're so open and I'll tell you what the, the amount of people that must come on have a peek at that and think do you know what I mean hey, hey, what about Blackburn fans imagine how they feel when, mm. all the, when their owners are like we're one, I don't know how far 7,000 miles away you know and from what we understand their manager had to go over there to have meetings with them you know so what, what our manager he has to go it's a kind of a business meeting or, or going to have a chat he's got Wandsworth yeah, you know, it's just it just—it's too normal. It's—it's it's almost we're, we're wrapped up in this Premiership way of thinking that mm. everything has to be done in hotels and in secret and everything else. And it's not—it's just done in the geezer's front room over a glass of wine. It's so normal. It's just—it's great. Oh, right, do you, do you see that changing when we if well if we were to go up to the Premiership? Do you think with it there's a danger? I mean, obviously we're talking about the money that was being lost going up to the Premiership. You know, pleasingly, one of the best things about doing so, I wouldn't be quite as happy because I quite like where we are. You know, I quite like the grounds that we go to play at. You know, I like the fact that we got to go to a terrace yesterday and and, and have fun there. And you know, it, I quite like the the scene around the championship. But there's no denying that to to move on as a club, we've got to get in the Premier League. It, you know, it, it will cut the losses for the owners, which is what one of the biggest things because you know, you don't want your fellow Palace fans to have to keep putting their hands in their pockets. But it also opens doors in terms of the the money for the ground, getting the ground sorted out, and all that sort of stuff. It, but do you do you think it might be a, a, a damaging aspect to suddenly having this money and having a different way of thinking and having to interact with different boards and different uh, you know in a different environment? Uh, well, when we spoke to um, Steve Parrish about the Man United experience, he said it was it was great and they were they were very good um, in the boardroom and um, you know they. I don't know, maybe they just have better wine, better drinkies there. Um, going up, last year I'd have said, oh, I don't want to go up or get hammered, or get hammered. But now I want to see, because this, this league's too bloody easy for us now, I want to see us get challenged a bit, and I want to see how we do against these better teams. Mm. I really, really do. And last year and the year before, I'd say, oh, I love the championship, for, for the same reasons that you did, Chris. I mean, yeah. the only bad thing about it would be if you're going to as many away games as you do, You'll have to get a second mortgage out for eighty quid to watch Chelsea and Arsenal or whatever. It's, you know, it's. I'll it's, tell you, that's that's personally expensive. what I'm dreading. When you when you see what we did yesterday, off the back of a, of a great run of form, the fact that there's a terrace, we managed to suddenly get. You know, we've had Palace on tour day, which generated interest and additional fans to go up to Leicester. But Peterborough, because it's not that far, because we you know we took huge numbers yesterday and we had a fantastic day out. It was. Spite the smack to the head that I took celebrating the but, first goal, but, it was, yeah, but that was Theriel did that. He was stood behind you apparently. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, right. but the, 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 there was loads of reasons about that. There was all the, the old people that went for the for the, the nostalgic stand on there and have a bit of a bit of a surge, and then there was all the youngsters that had never stood on a terrace, and then you had people coming along just for the hell of it because we're on a great run. I mean, we had 2,000 tickets given to us, and then all of a sudden that sold out in a week, and then the club have gone to them and gone give us another thousand, got another thousand, and they said, that's not enough. So they ended up giving us 4,000 tickets. I mean, we didn't mm. sell the whole 4,000. But what I'm saying is, it's, just, it's a snowball effect, isn't it? What, what, yeah. What's happening now is for the first time in many, many years, is to feel good. It's, you know, it is feel good. And, 
it, it's it's all down to the other thing as well is that Palace now have got this getting a bit of reputation right for being the club that are reigniting fans on the t- on the t- well you're getting people singing. You know, there's a lot of people go, oh, yeah, the HF is 800 of them, sit behind the goal, they're right muggy, they're dressing back, blah, blah, blah. But that's because they ain't theirs. They're ours. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. our fans, and they're the ones. But how many teams now are copying it? Listen, listen to Leicester the other day, embarrassed themselves while we were up <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I weren't there, but you was there. You know, they're singing our songs. They've yeah, got our, terrible. They're having scarves printed with, our, with, with stuff that... I know they're not our songs, but what I'm saying is we've, we've bought them in from the continent. You know, our fans have brought them over here. And and now it seems to have it seems to be, you know, if if you ain't gonna sing when you're at home, what you do is you sing loads when you're away. No matter whether you're losing, you know, Palace no one no one used to sing when they were I've only ever known Palace fans nine nil down at, at Anfield and we were still at you know, trying to out sing the cop. It's yeah. just it's bizarre, and Palace have always had a fantastic. Maybe it's the South, you know. Maybe it's because oh, I'm a Londoner. We want to just have a have a sing song. Can I just tell you that um, the uh, you know we had John Aspinall on from the Seasiders podcast last week, yeah, the Black yeah. Band. Um, that he played a hit the clip when he was on our show to on his podcast last week, right? Uh, and they've nicknamed our, us Chaz and Dave as a result of your. <laughs> Which I thought was quality, and you and you went and do that now. So well done, well done. <laughs> on, the sub, no. on this subject, though, um, I just want to move, move us on because we're going to talk about you know, we're going to talk about that Peterborough game because we've started doing that already. But uh, Nick's raised quite a good point. In the, I think uh, it's Ray Winston and Kathy Burke actually from Neil by Mouth. Thanks. Obviously, Ray Winston. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Kath? Come on. Oh, Jesus, man. So hard work, you say. <laughs> no, look, we, we, obviously we're discussing the away. And like, as you say, Joe, we, we've had a great away following for some time. Um, there are various groups and various reasons that have improved that over the course of the time I've been going to away games. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. But you expect it now as a, as a Palace fan. I mean, I was massively disappointed last season when we, I think we went to uh, Boxing Day up at Southampton. Uh, because it was a different sort of crowd. It was, what, well, what you call the Boxing Day crowd, the holiday crowd, and it was near silence. It was a very disappointing atmosphere. Because, you know, we've come to expect Palace fans being brilliant. Uh, and last last night, and well, last afternoon, uh, Peterborough, we were fantastic. And, and, you know, so... But let's talk about home attendances and home atmospheres. As we're talking about Tuesday night, it was a Tuesday night game. Um, t- the typical has been announced... Attendances of around twelve to thirteen thousand, um, with rumoured through the gate of less than ten. All of a sudden, what would you got? Fifteen and a half, nearly sixteen, wasn't it against Ipswich? I think people are yeah. starting to catch the bug again. It's a long way to go, and obviously the the message coming out of the club and the message I would I would say as well is that you're never gonna get a better time just to come back to Palace. There's never a better time. Than right. to see us when we're top of the league, and to see Wolf Sahar, who's definitely in the England squad, by the way, replacing Walcott. Um, Excellent. Apparently, uh, wow, Walcott, according to Radio Five, has um, pulled muscles in his buttocks today, which did make me laugh. I didn't know you had muscles in your buttocks. Yeah, of course you do. Anyway, but g- getting on, to, getting on to the <laughs> bloody <laughs> old Nick. Um, right, this this this, uh, this thing about the attendances. Okay, well, what we have to do, we have to have. Is it too clear? But is it a clear block each side of the away supporters? 
Right, so straight away, we've taken away 4,000. Now, our, our uh, um, attendance is, oh, sorry, our capacity is 26,000. So if we take away 4,000 straight away, it takes us down to 22,000. Then I think you're not allowed to, then, then the police make you take off a certain amount, I think, for night games make you take off 10%, which takes another 2,000 off, which takes our capacity round down to about 20,000. Now, if we have 16,000, 17,000 there, we've got more than three quarters of our ground full. Mm. Now, there are a lot of teams that are standing, like Middlesbrough. I mean, Middlesbrough started doing well. They had 28,000. They did, yeah, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah, but they've not been getting that. Everyone's turned around and went, oh, but- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's got a great crowd because they've been getting 20,000. So I think their stadium holds 40,000. So they've been getting off. So we're three quarter filling our stadium. So I'm not worried about what other teams think about sellers. We know what sellers is all about, but but when they when we start get given it by oh yeah you can't sell out this you can't sell out that well, well as it happens because of the safety aspects of you can't have fans that side you can't have, have fans that side of the away supporters you know we've got three quarters of a gram full of people so stuff them you know we we on the way and the other thing is the feel good factor like what happened on Saturday two thousand turned into three and a half thousand. You know, seventeen or fifteen, sixteen thousand will turn in another five hundred. If we get another five hundred all the time, you know, eventually, one day we're gonna, you know, we're gonna turn up and go. Do you know what? Can't get in. People are gonna mm. want to turn up one day and go. Sorry, mate, it's all sold out. And you're gonna go, what? Yeah, it's sold out. And the other thing is, the longer we stay up there, the more people will start taking notice of us. The more the, the press will start taking notice of us. You know, the, the, the you know, all the everyone will start taking notice of and go. Do you know what? Palace got a chance now. And as soon as people hear that, they jump on the bandwagon, and we'll get the plastics come back. You know, the, the people that, or we'll get the people as well that walked away over the last two years that have literally gone. Do you know what? It's been so crap. I ain't buying a season ticket this year. But then they go, God, do you know what? It's going really well. I might have a dive back there. Like what they see, buy a game, a six-ticket game, you know, ticket. Yeah. No, it does. It does. I mean, I, I know the club has sold something like 100, I think it's 150 uh, half-season tickets so far in, in the short time they've been available. And obviously, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider that I think it's about three or four weeks till the, the half-season ticket even starts, that... You know, that's the level of interest this run has generated as a percentage, 150. It's not a huge, like I say, not a huge amount, but it's a sign that things are going in the right direction when people are coming back. Because I'd, I'd be willing to bet a lot of that 150, if not all of them, are people who used who last season probably had a season ticket and decided not to this season for, for, for various reasons. And, you know, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into the criticising people for for going away when they weren't enjoying themselves because ultimately you you, you can choose to spend your money on what you want to spend it on but exactly, I, I think, yeah. well, I think, I think there's possibly a lot of people feeling pretty smug that they stuck with it um, 
you know. But there's, the, we, you know, we could talk all day about that subject. We could talk all day about whether I know. I was again, Steve Brown and the BBS were saying we do owe Dougie Friedman a debt of gratitude for we leaving do. us the team that we've got. And you know, yes, we had to go through a hard slog to get there, but it's bit this that building that he did through that hard period that that changed it all. So we, you know, but we are where we are. People will be coming back. They've got can watch some great football, um, and they can obviously watch. Uh, a player who's now in the full England squad, despite being in the Championship. Um, and the um, fanatics off to Sweden on Wednesday. Then I'm just looking at Twitter, and it's it's <laughs> full of Wolf stuff. Uh, Is it? Well, I, don't I reckon know. he'll be trending in a minute, mate. Somebody even uh, tweeted Han Ilkdelis for Braff Dig, and that's Swedish for he's just too good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well done, doormat Matty Miller. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> nice one. Anyway, Peterborough. Um, again, same start, same there? team. Shut up. Started the uh, same team. Um, just to just to give you a rough summary of the game, first forty-five minutes. I'll be completely honest with you. I was um, wasn't massively interested. It was a great atmosphere, but I thought we were playing relatively poorly. I think the goal came from Peterborough's best player on the day, Grant McCann, from um, their second best player, uh, George Boyd, Palace fan, having a shot and being deflected to um, to McCann. But, I mean, I wouldn't say that we were by, by any stretch of the imagination second best in the first half. I thought we were slightly the better team and, and didn't deserve to go in down. But but we did. Um and you know, I was I was worried because a lot of a lot it just we just seemed things to change. And I, and I talked to you first po- sort of point of discussion, really, guys, is is whether or not this was to do with Ian Holloway or not. And I felt that we very early on, all we were doing was looking looking for the ball in the channels. Um, obviously, I don't know if you, I don't think either of you were there, but I mean, let's talk about it as a as a in a principle. Do you think there's a chance that, that changing tactic like that was down to Ian Holloway still getting to know the players and still playing, you know, knowing what their strengths are? You know, Balassi and, and Zaha have got pace, so was he trying to turn the full-backs around and get, the, get them to use their pace? Because basically both of them play best with the ball at their feet and knocking it long seems stupid to me. But Well, maybe it was a tactical thing because of Peterborough's shape. So uh, any ideas? Well, I mean, what I do, what I do from what I've read... I mean, he, he went from, uh, didn't he really push for it? And didn't we go 3-4-3 uh, three, three until we got the, the two goals and then reverted it, back to 4-4-2? Yeah, really four, four, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's something that wouldn't have happened. It, that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go back to him, but, you know, that would, I don't think that would have happened um, a month ago. You know, uh, and that's it. And I love that way of thinking. You know, I mean, everyone's everyone knows that he loves to attack. You know, he's almost Keegan-esque in his in his thoughts uh, all the way. So I, I really, really like the tact that he can just all of a sudden go. You know what? If we if if we do this, do that. You know, we, we we've had so long of what a plan one up front, and now all of a sudden we like we we've battered a team and still losing. So he goes to what we go we go four three three or we go three four three. I mean, that's just, that's fantastic. And the other thing is as well, for the team to be able to do that, you know, that, that again, you can only do that when you're buzzing. You know, when it's all going wrong for you, it's a nightmare. You know, you're going to be giving away penalties. You're going to be, everything goes against you. And you know what it's like when we're down the bottom and we've been there a lot, you know, everything goes against you. Now, look, we get in their area, go over, penalty. You know, now we're, we're getting forward and we're, it's so nice to have, you know, it's so nice to just be having something go right. He's, 
He's been there, seen it, done it, and he has the tact and he has the the tactical know the 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 know how of of he's seen what he's got, and I think I think he's got more firepower than I think he's had in many years. You know, with mm. with the with the the attacking, we've got we've almost got this like a. The two centre midfielders that will go forward and shoot. We've got the two wide players that will go forward and shoot, and we've got a, you know we're playing like a five, a prong of five. Well, I, I've, in all honesty, I've been going to Palace thirty odd years. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I've seen the right and bright four four two. I've never seen that before, and it's so like it's so good. It's brilliant. Who hasn't scored this season in our in our current starting <laughs> eleven? Uh, it's Ward, difficult, isn't it? Joe Ward, Blake. yeah, Speroni. Sack him, get him out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Ward and Blake. Do you know what? I'm really buzzing, by the way. Mm. Zaha is fucking an England player. He's a you just you just said the f bomb again. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's all right, you can say fuck, but, but don't do it too much. But yeah, Zaha is an England player. Do you not yeah. find that's the maddest thing? Can we go quote, up any more levels? We've got an England is, player. I've got a couple of quotes for you guys. Uh, CPFC 2010, uh, it's true, uh, to confirm the news. Great honour for Wilf and for, C- for Palace and for our Academy. Uh, and great one from Yannick Balassi. It's no surprise there with uh, Zaha's mercurial ability. One-on-one up there with Neymar, Lucas, Tarat, name it. Well done, bro, he says. So, I mean, great news. It's obviously confirmed in that case. Uh, the, yeah, we we little old Crystal Palace in the Championship have got uh, a deserved call up uh, international from our academy. Uh, so he's um, someone we can be all, all be very very proud of as well. And he can we keep off. this um, upward trajectory going for? Because it is just getting better and better and better all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's unbelievable, isn't it? But I mean, we were obviously before this even broke, we talked endlessly about Wilf and. And his ability, and you, you know, you're comparing him to to Messi in terms of ability as well, and things like that. And we're talking about how it feels ridiculous. Well, he's, you know, now he's going to be a full international, and deservedly so. And, and he's I not think- even our best player, Chris. According to the uh, poll on the Homesdale front page, Par's sure. our top scoring yeah, I player. I did see that, yeah, but I mean that's insane, really. But <laughs> I, and it was Par and Mox. He's not but- scored. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Alex. Uh, that hasn't scored this season. Yeah. Okay, fair point. Yeah. Um, Alex, I want to come to you quick for some uh, interaction with the listeners today. We've uh, got a few little four-word reviews on Peterborough for us. Yes, I do have some for you. Uh, I've got one from Tom Burton. He says left it quite late. Yeah, very simple. But and Robert Sutherland says nine points above Brighton, which <laughs> always feels <laughs> nice. And Rusty says Moritz, great finish. Dickagoy, great finish. Uh, Caroline Shaw says the Holloway is up, so the only way is up. I think maybe that's meant to be. And the <laughs> last one, and, and the last one is Ben Davis who says "F you, Barry Fry." Mm, he does say that. Well done for censoring. Gel well, doesn't censor. And a question for you as well from James mm-hmm. Sorby, who says, uh, "Do you think Palace need to lose game uh, to lose a game and come back from it to prove themselves to be f- to fans and pundits?" I, I know what the question means. Obviously, I'd rather we didn't lose for the rest of the season. But you, you do <laughs> obviously feel that a um, a loss will be coming at some point. There will be a blip in form. And yeah, I suppose, yeah, they, I, we do have to do that and come back from that to prove that we're really real contenders. Um, you know, another way of proving it is to not lose the game, clearly. But, I mean, when it... Oh, when apparently, um, according to Sam Heskiff, 
Uh, I don't know if this is a go at Gus Poirier, but Zaha's only in the full England squad because Will Buckley's injured. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Gus seems to think that, 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 is it Will Buckley is better than Zaha? Will Will Buckley? Anyone? You know know that 200 page thread on, on Wilf that's on NSC? Yeah, we don't have one of them, do we? On um, on Homesdale for um, is it Will Buckley, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just call him a diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you do. No, don't say any <laughs> other swears. We we've, we've filled our quota. Fudder. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, Fudder. We, we have become slightly distracted. Let's answer the question. Um, well, I want to give you a chance to answer it because I did. Um, you know, do do you think? Well, let's let's change the angle a bit slightly. Do you think this team has shown enough already that a loss won't affect us negatively? We're not going to go on a run like we did last season where we can't win a game, you know? Uh, start with you, Joe. What do you reckon? No, we, we, there's... I mean, I don't know. It's our work rate that stops us losing, you know? At the fitness side of things is... I, I can... You know, we're, we're not going to be... I don't think we're going to be... Um, the, the team that, you know, we, we will concede goals this year. We will concede a lot of goals this year. But what we are capable of doing is outscoring teams. That's what, we, that's what we've not had for years. You know, they score two, we score three. You score three, we score four. And we're proving that this year. You know, yesterday, 1-0 down, we scored two goals. It's just, it, don't, it doesn't matter now. I don't think we're going to be the team that wins 1-0. We're not an Arsenal. That's what we're not. But in saying that, you know, if if, if and when Paddy comes back, um, you know, he's, we, we've, got the, we've got the capability to not, to not lose. I mean, it, what we have done, you know, going to Bolton and winning, going to Leicester and winning, you know, we've still got to go to, to Cardiff and Blackburn and you know, these will be huge games for us, yeah. you know, and the other thing as well is there will be, you know, they're at the, at the end of the season, so there will be, if they're up there and, and up there with us, you know, they'll be on there, they'll be on their game and there'll be loads harder, but what we've got is that we would then have the... The, the, the most of the season game where we've been, you know, our players have been playing together and getting used, getting more and more used to themselves, and you know. But how, how nice is it now that we, you know, we've got four players that are apparently are mustard. Well, not apparently mm. are mustard. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. see, we've seen them. That, that, I'll, be, I'll be honest, Joe. That, I think they can't got, get in the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. This is the first time I think I've, and I, and I said this on the NSC the other night, is that. They were saying, oh, we were a one-player wonder, you know, it takes our out and we go down. And I was like, hang on a minute, we've got almost two players for every position now, and I can't remember that, you know. Who's the, who's the centre-back we've got to come back? Not, not Paddy, who's the other centre-back we've got to well, come back? Well, there's Gabadon in there, isn't he, there? That's what I'm saying. So, and he's, he's supposed to be the nuts, you know, we haven't seen yeah, a lot of him. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably worth talking about. We've, I might have mentioned it before on here, but like, obviously he's played development squad, he's played two games now. And I still maintain that Quade Taylor's looked a better centre back than than Gabidon. I'm not, you know, Gabidon. He's only thirty three, I think. Um, but but he just doesn't have the, the attributes that, that Taylor has, and that seems weird to say because you know he's premier Premiership quality, Gabidon. If we, he can get, we would have got laughed, wouldn't we? We would have got laughed off the air, right? If we'd have turned around and gone, yeah, we got two eighteen year olds that we could hold their own in in the Championship. We've seen it. The four and five, Quade Taylor, and who's the other one? I never Ryan remember Innes. the names. 
No, 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 no. Where's Ryan in his play? You've got Chambers as well, haven't you? Michael Chambers. No, who's, who's the four and five, Chris, that played against City the other night when I was with Oh, you? do you mean Win- Alex Winter as well? Is it I'm Winter? I'm trying to think. I mean, the other thing as well, we, we've got some, some cracking players on the left side, and we've got Banton as well, who's got to come into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've got so much so much in depth now. It's we All this about we, we're skinny, I don't care what people say now. We have got an absolute quality, quality squad. And, it's, and it, you know, it's been built from, from the depth, from, from the kids right way through. I mean, admittedly, we've bought, you know, we, we've, we've bought a couple of players and we've got you know, players on loan. And hopefully, when, because the way things are going and, and the crowds are get bigger, a little bit more money will be, a, a be floating about that we can offer. Um, uh, whose contract runs out in January? Well, look, yeah, Damien Delaney, isn't it? So, Damien. I mean, he's got... Yeah. You know, he won't go if he's got any sense, will he? Well, he who, who's got to leave our team now, Joe? I'm, sure I'm sure he's been tapped up by a certain club in the Northwest about whether he wants to go up there or not. But it'd be mad. Yeah, right. It'd be mad to go. And more to the point, he seems to really, really enjoy it at Palace. And, you know, he said out in... Like, obviously, before Dougie left, but he said in the press that, you know, he's more than open to staying and... It's, yeah, he's got the, uh, well. That's the other thing for him. So it, it's vital, I think, that we keep him. It, it, we, haven't, we haven't. We I, I, I can pick up on a couple of things actually. We haven't lost a f- game with Damien Delaney since Damien Delaney joined the club. Now, uh, Chris one two three on Homestead has pointed out we're unbeaten since Glenn Murray came back from doing his uh, ankle at Exeter. So there's a lot of thing, things you can pick up on like that. But for me, Delaney was the one. Delaney was the most important one because he changed the way we were defending. Because um, we could not defend a set piece. I was uh, um, talking season. to Ipswich bloke on Tuesday and I said, why did you let Delaney go? And he said he's wanted to join Palace for a long, long time. So why would he want to um, PO in January? Mm. That's, it's, exactly. What, is uh, he a Palace fan? Is he a fan then? Why would he want to join know, us when it, we were word, absolute word, dog crap last year? Because he didn't want to play for him and the chairman well, wouldn't let him go. But we've well, only been good for like two and a half months. <laughs> mm. Who knows? I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> um, no, also, yeah. ser- serial thrillers disagreed with me on, on Homesdale about my comments about uh, the first half up at, um, up at Peterborough, which is what we were talking about before we got massively sidetracked. But that's not a problem. That's, that's what we do. Um, and he said that the, he's talking about the tactics under Freeman weren't being amazing football. We were mixing up, going along at times and playing it around. thought we passed it better yesterday than at any stage under Freeman. With Speroni playing it out from the back being an absolute resolution. We did play some long balls yesterday, but they were angled and precise, not simple route one balls over the top. Well, we all see it, dif- see it differently, mate. I mean, obviously, from from my perspective, I was, in all honesty, I was getting extremely frustrated by the start of the second half because I just felt that we weren't playing to our, our strengths. And I thought that when we did, I would agree with you, we, we would look fantastic on the ball. Short passing, and, and like you say, the long passing was was precise but I just felt there was too much hit and hope into the channels early on but like I say I'm not necessarily saying that was anything to do with Holloway or anything to do with anything other than that Peterborough did their homework and set up in a way that made us do that and cut out the supply and I felt personally that's why why I thought we went in 1-0 down I just thought we didn't get the ball to the to our best players often enough and well enough that's just how I how I saw it but um there we go um, uh, the 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 run that Will did, you know, going back to the Peterborough game, it was, mm. it, was, it was I saw the the thirteen seconds of highlights that I stayed up till one o'clock to watch. Oh, I don't, I don't even go there. And um, what a run from Will, and just picking out as um, Gerald said earlier, KG 
scoring a goal. What's he doing up there? I mean, he's never up there, really, if he's a defensive that, that in the game, and not only that, it's the speed at which Wilf broke. KG yeah. absolutely had to bust a gut to get there, and he did. Yeah, but the thing is... The 81st minute. He's changed it, though, hasn't he? That's what he's done. Otherwise, he's gone, right, you go up front. So he's given us... Mm. We're almost playing four with Balassi, Wilf... And, you know, um, well, Wilf it, it, come on at that time. I wanted to point that out actually. For the, for the, <laughs> I've just got a message from Mikey who doesn't seem too pleased with me for some of the things I've been saying. But um, <clears throat> the, um, the, the the equaliser for Moritz, I mean, obviously you would have seen it. It was an absolutely brilliant shot from the left side of the box. But what I mean, Zahar did a little spin, which was brilliant to get past the defender. But as the ball sort of ran away from him, it's Aaron Wilbraham just come on pitch. Pretty much his first touch of the ball plays an absolutely beautiful reverse pass without looking to Moritz. I mean, this is a guy who, who basically, in his only real appearance, has been slated. Um, and we have, you know, it was what a waste of money. Why have we signed him still? Even, you know, he's one of the, the negatives to come from from Friedman's transfers. And, and suddenly you see him come on the pitch having not played at all in ages um, and suddenly it's, it was there it was one of the best passes I've seen for a long while it's the sort of thing you'd expect from Moritz himself to be honest and I have to say Moritz has got to be pushing Garvin for his place now hasn't he well so think, yeah, but you're, say, you're saying that the thing is I don't believe we've got anybody better than Garvin who delivers, who delivers set pieces yet I don't believe we've got anyone better than than, than Moritz that, that, that can play a through ball that's yeah. there's Here's the thing, if we want it on the floor and you want through balls, because he did it, he put that ball through for Wilf to score against um, against Burnley, you know, it's, it's what you know what do you want. Now, I mean, how great is that to have, the, to have it again? Two left-footed, naturally left-footed players, one that can play killer balls through the middle, which we, which we haven't really got. That's, that's the whole thing. My only, you know, my only uh, uh, thing about this team is we, we've got players trying to play worldy balls. When we don't, when we need to just keep it very simple. Where's this word "worldy" come from? Sorry, where's it come from? It's just the end of the vernacular. But no, and then, but what I'm saying is, it, you know, we've got a, we've got a player that can split defences on the floor, but we've also got a player who can whip balls in with his left foot. You know, I, I mean, Garvin for Delaney for that for the for the header you know, um, a couple of games back, and we don't score goals like that. You know, we were saying what we don't score. Wolves run then against Ipswich that cross when Murray scored straight after he missed oh, that, that was, penalty. That yeah. was a superb run. He beat three players, yes. ball straight in. It was it was world class. We talked, but we talked about that last week, um, and. Not last week. <laughs> I've made that up because it wasn't a, what didn't happen last week. When did I talk about it? Hmm, weird. But it, I'm just saying. It, I was saying whenever the hell I talked about this. I, um, I, uh, I it's like Wilf's behaviour is catching on. It's like his little flicks and tricks. You can see Balassi's copying him a bit, and they're sort of learning off each other. But then you see Jednak do it, and you see you know KG with, with a little flick here and there. And then you saw, like you say, Ward dance between three players. Just one little drop of the shoulder, one little movement of the ball, and he's beating three people. And, and you know, and Murray, Murray gets a hat trick. It, it absolutely is confidence. You, you're right. You're absolutely right. Well, we've always said that. That's why they're professional footballers. They can do. They can all do that. They can all pass the ball. They can all trap a ball. They can all, you know, they can do. That's why they're professional footballers. But when things are going bad for you, the easy things seem very hard. When things are going really good for you, the easy thing, the easy stuff seems very simple. So that's why we've got players now. Like you say, Balassi is definitely bouncing off Wilf. I mean, without a doubt, you can see. You can see sometimes. I mean, there was a couple of times in that game where 
he, Blassie had an attack, and I just went, oh, how good was that? How good is Wilf? And I went, oh, it's Blassie. I went, oh, oh. do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm a, eyes are bad, but, you know, they, they are, the way that he's definitely learning, they're all learning, that's the thing. You, you learn by success, and success breeds success. You know, I mean, going back to that, do we need to lose a game? No, we don't need to lose a game. Yeah, if we keep attacking, scoring more goals than everyone else, then then we'll be we'll be fantastically happy at the end of the season. Mm. All right, agreed. So I'm just having a, a row off air with him. With Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's bottled it and gone to football. Nah, he goes to he football hasn't. on a Sunday night. That's a well, bit of a sweeping Joe, Joe, statement. Joe. Everybody has an email address. Well, they do. It's 2012. <laughs> of course they do. Um, I want to talk very, very quickly. You obviously we were mentioning about uh, Wilf and Belassi working together, um, and I mentioned earlier that Wilf himself had actually tweeted saying that the partnership with Belassi was the best ever. On um, top, it's a slightly uncomfortable subject for for obvious reasons. But is was that the turning point for this team? Was that was that a masterstroke by Dougie Freeman before he left to get those two together and to combine them? And before before I finish that that thought, it, it reminds me now of what Mark Bright told us um, about how Steve Koppel had this idea in his head that he was going to get Mark Bright to partner this raw talent that was Ian Wright and to say that Bright, Wright, the press will love it. They'll have an absolute field day with it and the two of you will work together. And you've got this kind of thing with Wilf where they're they're similar types of players and they're starting to even dress alike on the pitch. Obviously, they wear the same kit, but but the the sweatbands and stuff like that. That sort of thing, you know what I mean? And and they're, they're working together and... Ian Holloway made reference to the fact that they're competing. So if they're kind of competing, but they're also working together, and obviously Yannick's one of the first to congratulate Will for his international call-up as well. And it, it, that, that, to me, feels like a, a real clever piece of work by Dougie Friedman. Uh, what, what do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's my, my opinion of Friedman's changed, actually, over the last few weeks after what... Um, Ian Holloway said about him and the, and the handover, and you know, but I won't go over old ground. I think again with Belasti, he wasn't doing very well at Bristol. See, what what is it about being at Palace that's, that's making them so good? What is it about our setup that that suddenly they're 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 doing it? They're, they're, you know, it's, there's, there's something special happening here, and I mm. think we could probably get Kelvin Andrew in the squad, and he'd do well. <laughs> the way we're going at the moment. Do, do you know? You know the thing. The, the thing is, Nick. What happens when when things are going wrong for you? Right. What they say is, when you pass it, you pass. You you turn yourself sideways and you put your foot through the ball. Right. When things are going good for you, they go express yourself. Do you know what I mean? Go yeah. out and do what you do. What what are we going to say to Wilf? I'll oh, take him on. Square it. So so we're one of our mid, so one of the midfield. Then what he does, you go Wilf. Attack him. Attack him. Attack him. Get down the line and either have a shot or cross the ball. You know, it's. That's that's all it is. It's just success, and 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 when you when you're successful, you're in a you're in a better place. I mean, the other thing as well. How many times have we had, um, we've had players, and they've come back to score against us. We've gone. You know what? He was toilet. Glad he went. Come back. Had a blinder against us. You know, it's it's a change is as good as a rest. But Balassi became a professional footballer because he was obviously good at something. Now, whatever it was that went wrong down there, where he, he weren't happy or he, it weren't happening for him, it weren't happening. So, it was a fantastic thing. You know, if someone's obviously asked our scouting network has, has seen him and gone. Do you know what? We've got a kid like this already, 
and although he ain't the finished article, maybe we can do something with him. You know, you know, everyone says about our academy, he's only a young fella. We'll, we'll have a have a chat of him, watch a few videos, give him a bit of advice, send him to watch Wilf. You know, and then all of a sudden, he's like, he's the nuts. He's like, we got Wilf on the right, him on the left. They swap wings. The 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 you know the left and right back, every right back and left back in his division must be thinking, Jesus Christ, when Palace come up, I'm going to have a mare because if you ain't Wilf, it's going to be Blassie, you know. And it's just, it's a great place to be, isn't it? We're you know we're we're almost going, we're almost too good going forward now. How good's that? Mm. Yeah, absolutely, man. I totally agree. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. Really, it's frightening what we could achieve. Um, one one more reference to that um, atmosphere at London Road yesterday. Um, obviously, we said nearly four thousand Palace, and it, we had we had proper old fashioned surges uh, for the goals. I think people who were there, and you, there's some fantastic videos about as well. Um, you know, even though I got a massive cloud to the back of the head, it was. It was just a fantastic thing to be part of. I mean, I really do miss miss terracing. I saw a tweet earlier. It's really sorry, I can't remember who sent it, but they said, "Can we put in a bid to uh, to take the Peterborough terracing if we go up or something like that?" But <laughs> I really, yeah, I oh, it just makes me. I mean, I know safe standing terracing is a bit different because there's you know, designated areas and rails all the way across and all that sort of stuff. But atmosphere wise, it's just so much better when you're standing up. It drives me mad. You would not if there was seating there. There is no chance, absolutely no chance that the, that four thousand people would be singing. And the people, you know, there was a seating section, and people who wanted to sit went and sat there, and they were probably perfectly happy. And I dare say there was a bit of noise over there as well. But I'll, t- but I'll tell you what, I'll, like I'll, I'll, t- I'll take you up on that. that I went to Nottingham Forest way back in the day, and there was twenty-seven of us went up there in that massive end that used to be a terrace. And believe me, in the depths of winter. That's a poxy place to be. You want to be sitting down, snuggling up with a geezer next door to you, if there's someone next door to you, just to get a bit of warmth. Terraces are all right when there's 3,000 of you in there. And when there's 30 of you in there, it, it, it ain't all that. It ain't all it's cracked up to be. But saying that, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's that nostalgic thing. You know, we had it for years, and all you youngsters now getting a chance. I and mean, what are you going to do if we go out to the Premiership mm. and try and surge on the seats? <laughs> I've seen that done, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we, I've done <laughs> you didn't have a disco surgery. yesterday, like we used to. No, we didn't. No, we didn't have the uh, have a disco. That's all <laughs> Sadly, disco. wasn't it? No. no, there was some. I don't even know. There was just lots there of a, charts about being top what, of the league. What about go, conga? Did you get a conga? Oh, I didn't see a conga. No, ah, I think, to be honest, man, there, w- there was not space for a conga. And I know you get angry <laughs> if I say that sort of thing. There's always space for a conga. Joe says every week, but. <laughs> but there really wasn't. There were people climbing up on pillars and all sorts of other stuff. It was absolutely, yeah, it was mental. But um, so I'm really just a slightly irritated. I can't remember much of the last ten minutes, and for non-alcohol, non-alcohol-based reasons, it was um, yeah, yeah, it was very, very difficult uh, getting home and trying not to sleep concussion in case I didn't wake up again. But um, oh, wasn't it? Was you boozing on a boat before the game? On the end, there, there was the the. It's a it's a wonderful away day, Peterborough. It's a shame it wasn't sunny. It was, you know, in the sun last season. It was the it was the first game, and that was brilliant. Being out on the out on the bank by the boat in the blazing hot sunshine and all that sort of stuff. But even without the sunshine, it was still good. 
you know, I think it was a great day out. There's, you know, obviously, there's thousands of us there, but you know, you go to the game with some great people and just, just had a really good laugh. And it's like we were talking earlier, there's such a feel good factor about Palace at the moment. And you know, I can't really wait for the next game in the half away against Derby. Um, talking of which, let's let's go for it. Let's let, that was almost like a proper link and everything. You see, well you, if I hadn't drawn attention to it, it would have sounded really good. Um, but we do play Derby on Saturday. Uh, it's um, it's a chance to go 14 games unbeaten, which is insane. Again, keep using that word, but it just feels it. And, um, I mean, we, out of the 13 we're unbeaten so far, 10 have been wins, and, and that's why we sit top of that league and deservedly what so. League? But, uh, that league, that championship league. Right. So, uh, the last six games for Derby County, they've um, drawn 1-1 versus Blackburn, who obviously we beat 2-0. Uh, they won 2-1 at Ipswich, who we beat 5-0. Uh, they lost 3-0. There's, there's a theme here. They lost 3-0 to Peterborough, who we beat 2-1. Uh, they beat Blackpool 4-1, whose manager we had just taken. Um, they beat Barnsley 2-0 at home, um, who we drew 1-1 with. We don't win on that one. Uh, and they lost 2-1 to Millwall in their last game um, at the Den. Um, we drew 2-2 at Millwall, obviously. Uh, so, I mean, they've been in reasonably good form and they're quite high up the table, I think 8th or something like that. And um, they're, they're a strange team, Derby, because you see that in, in that, just in those six games, they got they got a battering at, at London Road against Peterborough. And you, Peterborough was obviously on a little bit of a mini-revival at the time. Um, but you you wouldn't expect a team that goes and beats, Black, uh, sorry, that beats Blackpool 4-1 at home to lose well, three the championship, to Chris, isn't it? Look at look yeah, at Forest yeah. at the moment, and the championship was almost a division where anybody could beat anybody else except for Palace, because nobody can beat us at the moment. And we we just seem to have risen above that, don't we? I mean, mm. you, if you try picking a Forest result, you try picking a Derby result, it's impossible. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I never bet bet any accumulators on the championship for the for similar reasons. So I'm starting to think I should be including Palace in my accumulators. Because uh, of our consistency, but I mean, no, don't, yeah, don't. I, yeah, don't. I'll ruin everything. Yeah. I don't think we've got anything to fear against Derby. Obviously, it's we're at home. We've we've been doing very, very well at, at home. We've been doing very, very well away. To be honest with you, you know, we're the, we're the dominant team at the moment. Uh, their top scorer is Theo Robinson, who's got seven. I actually, yeah, find him as an opposition player an absolute nightmare. He's just one of those people. He's a pest. Just that, very, very quick. Just seems to. Seems to find that extra little bit of space and get get you know gets a fair few shots off, off at goal every game and he's you know no surprise he's their top scorer. Um, but I, I picked out a player to watch. It's they've got a lad called Will Hughes who's 17 years old and he's like a he's a tall attacking minded midfield player. Um, he's got he's been called up to the England under 21s at 17 years old um, and he's played I think he's pretty much played every game this season in some form or another for despite that despite that young age. So. You know, obviously a precocious talent to be to be playing in midfield at that age, and he scored an absolute beauty against Millwall, um, which is always a good thing. But uh, but yeah, again, they're they're coming to Selhurst. You know, they they're going to have to defend well to stop us scoring on the form that we're currently in. I think we've got every reason to be optimistic. So if I can get your predictions for that game, gentlemen, uh, Joe. Uh, four two. Two. What? Four two to Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit my knee on the desk. Uh, Nick? 5 1. Oh, God. Why do you do it? Um, I think it's going to be. I think it'll be a 2 a 0 two, a two Palace myself. 
Uh, I'm going to go and get some predictions from the listeners. Gallus says 2-0 Palace, goal either side of half-time. Elliot, 3-0 Palace. Mark Ross, remember him? 2-0 Palace. <laughs> Will Britton says 2-0 Palace. Um, Dan Esri's gone 3-0. Grant's gone 3-1. Gavin That's O'Donnell. my brother, the Grant, that is. Oh, thanks for the interruption, Lenny. Sorry. Hello, <laughs> Grant. Hi, Grant. Uh, Gavin O'Donnell's gone 2-1 to Derby. Hmm, don't like that very much. Uh, Daniel Crennell's gone 3-1 Palace. Patrick O'Connor, uh, 3-1 as well. Lee Ward's gone 2-0 Palace. Brian Denny, or needed Brian Dennehy. He played the Sheriff in Rambo First Blood. Do you remember, do you remember that? Anyway, uh, Brian Denny's gone 3-1 Palace. Uh, Eagle X has gone Palace 2-0. Dan Skipsy, 2-0 uh, Palace. Oh, what's happened to the formatting there? Stephen Rush has gone to New Palace with Murray and Wilf to score and Nigel Clough. <laughs> I think someone's making that up. Who would that score? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's Nick Gillard. I won't put that last one out. I'm being tricked. I've got some uh, Got some off the chat room. Uh, can I read them out, Chris? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, Kells Bells 4-0 uh, to us. Cyril Phillip comfortable 3-0. Raw Palace 3-1. Pally says 3 0. Kev of CPFC 2 0. Dweeb 2 0. Um, and that's, that's it. about it, I think. Massive confidence, but hey. Um, there we go. Have you noticed how our turn of fortune has been when I said we are a cup half full radio station, radio show? And that, and that has been since that moment. No. So I think it's all down to me. Well, fair news. Um, brilliant <laughs> well look I, th- I think pretty much that sums up the kind of confidence that's flowing around not only the fans but obviously the club uh, as a whole at the moment it's been um, it's been an interesting week two two big wins but off the back of, of more fantastic results couldn't be happier Palace the top of the league um, and let's hope that's still the case next week when we will join you again cheerio how many, um, how many goals is Wilf going to score on Wednesday Jesus Christ um, I don't know. One. He, he'll make. He'll he'll supply three goals. I reckon. Actually, it's worth a chat, isn't it? He's got. I. I, I can't in my wildest dreams imagine he's going to start, but I really hope he does. But he's got to get. He's got to get on that pitch. He's, he deserves to get on that pitch, and if he does, oh, can't see him just anyone. Joe. If they if they've bought him in for for what's his face at Arsenal, then he'll then he'll be playing because Doppy Bucks. He's a he's a starter, and he um. Walker. Cot. Yeah, Walcott. Walcott starts the game. I, I went last time. I went to Wembley. He was starting. He got smashed by the goalkeeper. I can't believe he ain't. He never died in that tackle. It was uh, like almost batist on X. It, it just but anyway. Um, Wilf. Wilf. He's playing for England. Yeah. Can I just say one more thing? I, I'm not. I don't want to be sycophantic here because you know I, every everyone gets on the bandwagon. But um, like just a massive big up again to the boys that run our club um, because they, it, it really has got. It's only because of them, you know, letting letting yeah. people getting the right people in and letting them do the right things that has got us to where we are now. Um, and and it's, there ain't no one here. There ain't no one here that thought we would be where we are now. So it's just a massive big up for them, you know. And I hope, hopefully they're listening because. Steve Parrish, when he when he rang in the other night, he must have been listening because, uh, like you say, listening to ring up. 
So, but it's it's just nice that that, that you know we oh, can all go about all the players doing everything and the managers leaving and managers joining and everything, everything's good. But everything's really good basically because of them. Yeah, no, that is absolutely right. Um, what I'll do is I'll leave you with um, some words that Ian Holloway said after the game, and he was just referring to the Palace support. He said, "I'm not going to say it in the." In the- <laughs> yeah, you've got to. If you're going to say it, you've got to. They're sincere words, and me going, "The Palace fans are loving it." It doesn't really work, does it? Yeah, it so does. He says the Palace fa- it does, but I'm not doing it. The Palace fans are loving it. <laughs> it doesn't matter when we're 1-0 down. They get excited about how, how the players are playing for them. The whole atmosphere was tremendous. They helped us get what I felt the performance deserved. So thanks ever so much. So not only an appreciative manager, but he's pointing out that, that the support they're getting is having a genuine effect out on the pitch. So get yourself to the game on Saturday. Uh, yeah. And if you, if you want a good atmosphere, come come to Block W in the half away. Um, let's get that little plug in there and um, like I say we'll be back again next Sunday cheerio it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.